You were doing an experiment to see how fast a piece of paper would dissolve on your tongue? Yeah, man. How long did it take? Uh, it took like about an hour, you know, to kick in. Uh, but dude, those waves, man, they were so intense. It was like side to side, up and down, man. I went through the funnel, dude. Wait, you were surfing? Was like, I was like Calabunga, dude. Man, that sounds so cool. Yeah, well, you know, I just called to order a pizza, man. Like, uh. Hey, what kind of pie you want? You know, like, try it before you deny it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, oh, man. Like, you can't try our pizza before you buy it. You gotta just buy it. No, dude. Like, try before you deny. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, y yeah, you gotta try our pizza before you deny it, man. I want that. I like that ham on my pizza with the pineapple on top. Ooh. No, in all seriousness, you like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, man. Pineapple on pizza. Oh my god, I will kill you where you stand. Calabunga, dude. Like, yeah. Does. That's what I say. I say Calabunga, dude, right before I eat the pineapple, man. Wait a minute. Are you a turtle by any chance? No, no, definitely not. You're not a turtle. There goes that whole thing. Because I know a turtle who says Calabunga and eats pizza. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what is, what's his name? Is it? Is it like a... I'll give you a hint. Raphael or oh, you're Michelangelo? Close. Yeah, you got it, Michelangelo. Yeah, no, that's not me. He's a party dude, but you're a party dude. I I know I know Michelangelo. Trust me, I know him, man. Wait, let me ask you this. He's like all green. Do you know? How, do you know how to use nunchucks? Oh yeah, nunchucks. And do you I have nunchuck. <laughs> Everything, man. Do you wear no clothing except for a strip of cloth that you put around your eyes and you have eye holes in it? Only on my best days, dude. And is it orange? Alright, I gotta go now. Do you have a Bye. shell? <laughs> Beep. Dude, I think Michelangelo was just on the phone with me. It's too bad nobody was here to listen to it. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, hi everybody! It's almost canon. Hey. Hey. No, no, no! Ha, ha, ha. Killing my phone! Killing my phone now! What? No. Oh. Dude, who's there? Woo. Who goes there? I just had to wrestle my phone away from this. Dude, and like this super long coat, man. And I swear to God, he had a shell on his back. Oh, he's wearing a trench coat. Yeah. That's what they wear when they're in disguise. Ooh. You just met Michelangelo, my dude. Oh yes. 
freaking Michael. You met Michelangelo. I knew it. What the heck is he doing up here in snowy Vermont? He should be down in New York City. <laughs> is, that where the, is that where the Ninja Turtles are from? Oh, my God. If you... Ninja Turtle canon is that they are in New York City. And God, the director of that movie, the original Ninja Turtles, he couldn't, like, hammer home the point anymore that they are in New York City. I mean, he didn't use any, like, sports teams or anything, but, you know, all the typical uh, iconography was there. Dude, I think the third one is definitely my favorite. What? Is that the secret of the ooze? No, that's the one where they're like samurai and they go back in time. Oh, Frig. Are they humans or are they still turtles? I'm just kidding. I don't, that one's not my favorite, but... Is that really true, though? Like, they go back yeah, in time? Yeah, that's, that's the third Ninja Turtle movie. They, they go back in time and they're like samurai. Oh. It was really shitty. Like, they used different, like, prosthetics and... So what the turtles the... look different, but... I'm not... Uh, I'm not into that, man. I... I think I've only seen the first one, and I played the video yeah. game. We talked about that on the, um, yep. what was that, the, uh, Plebe- Plebeus? Polyb- yeah, Plebeus? Plebeus. Yeah. Look at the memory yep. on bank over here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the second one is The Secret of the Ooze, and that one might be the best, the better of the two. Whoa, hold on a second. Does it have Casey Jones? Oh, I can't remember if he was in the first one or the second one. I think he was in the second one, yeah. Wait a minute. Doesn't April O'Neil die or something? No, she was in it, but she's. I don't think she's in it a whole lot. Oh. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Ninja Turtles. That's the movie review Ninja section. Turtle Hour. Hey, do you have a sweet movie review to... Oh, I don't. You, you know, know what, you know. I feel bad for the listener right now because they came in. Probably we got a bunch of new les- listeners with Annette's episode, and now they're coming in and listening to this bullshit. Well, <laughs> I don't apologize. I, I, you know what? I'm done apologizing for stuff. If you don't like yeah, it, no, leave. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. But you know that that's almost canon for you. That's what you get. Yeah, we you go a little, little bit all over the place. A lot. That's how it goes. That's right? how it goes. And but you better... of a net. Yeah. Sorry. Go what, ahead. what were you saying? No, no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, speaking of a net, you know, I got a lot, quite a few guests lined up for us, actually. It's, it's really exciting. That's it's very really exciting. Um, I can't wait to meet all these fascinating people. I mean, Annette was so cool. She had me basically spellbound that whole entire time it was really i know that was awesome really fun to listen to and she's so like you know so passionate about it just you can't help but just get carried along with her i know and she lives such a like oh like oh i'm so i'm just so jealous of her (laughs) she lives such a, a crazy fun life i know wow what a story and oh yeah flying into south america your plane's on fire. Oh, my God. And then you get off of that plane, you get on another plane, and there's shot up people everywhere. And oh. you're just trying to get to the friggin' river. What? Like, that's crazy. Did she actually tell that on the podcast, or was that off the Yeah. Record? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, man. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if I'm jealous. I'm not really much of an adventurer, but... Actually, you know what? Maybe she didn't. I don't remember hearing that. I don't, I, think she... to it. I don't think she did. <laughs> oh, well, spoiler alert. 
Oh. <laughs> we'll cover that in our... Um... I guess people don't know what we're talking about, but anyway. Well, she saw a bunch of dead bodies. That's it, period. Um, but we'll talk more about it when she comes back, because we will have her back. She was so cool. And yes, that's, oh, so, yeah. that's awesome, man. I'm so glad you're getting more guests. Dude, yeah, cool. like, I, I got... Okay. So I got this author. I just, I'm gonna. We're gonna. T- I'm gonna tell the listeners the lineup here, really quick. Okay. And so they're not. Hey, tell me too. I'm. I'm listening. I will. I will. And hey, hey. Con- consider me a listener right now. I'm just all ears. I will. Yes, you are. And I just, just want to say that not a hundred percent, but I've got confirmation from a lot of them. They're coming on. So I got this guy named Dave Lighty, dude. He had a he had an encounter with a dog man in North Carolina. Ooh. Now he lives in the Northeast Kingdom. Um, he's got a he he's been doing a lot. Um, I got a lot of dog man adv- advocacy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much actually. Really? Um, yeah. He's like, welcome and, uh, your dog men brethren. Don't shun them. Yes. Welcome, your dog men brethren. Sorry, that's borderline <laughs> racist. Go ahead. No, I think you got a a future career, and you know, in here's a. Pro- I need to let you know there's a problem with the audio, and there will be. I don't for this episode, and we're gonna have to apologize because we finally replaced the computer that got destroyed, that got hacked into. I finally replaced it. And the one that I replaced it with is, is uh, it's still just kind of like shaky and it's, it's, it's just coming out of the womb and it's like a baby giraffe. It's stumbling everywhere and it's, I hear things that I shouldn't be hearing and I'm seeing things that don't look good. I don't even know how this is going to sound. I know there's voices being heard and recorded, but I don't know if it's good. Anywho. That's my little disclaimer. We'll just pray that it all comes out good. Oh, believe me, I pray that. It's not a very important episode, so... I mean, I think it'll be a fun one, but it's not, like... not interview quality, you know? It's not as cool as an interview, but... No, we're just gonna be effing around, having some fun, you know, just the boys, no freaking guests, no... nobody coming in to steal the spotlight, you know? Just us, Nick, Nico, me and you. Oh, by the way, I should introduce us. My name... Is Bank Roberts, and with me, I'm Nico. With me, as always, is Nico Billiards. What's up, Nico? How are you, my man? I am good. So you, oh, I got little Jimmy coming in. Little Jimmy's coming in hot. You know he loves to coming into my home studio. Tell Jimmy I say what's up. What's up? We're still doing that, right? We're still going to be joining us for a minute here. Hello, James. Remember when we had Marconia? Small James? Yeah. yeah. Hello, Small James. I'm hungry. He says he's hungry. Classic. Classic little Jimmy coming in with the hungry. I like that. Um. So, yeah, like I was saying, we got that guy coming on. I got... Wait, wait. Okay, so Dave Lydon, dog man advocate. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Dave Lighty. Lighty. Yep. Sorry. Lighty. Yeah. Um, I got this really cool author coming on. He's very popular in Vermont. Joseph Citro. Joseph Citro. He's a big yeah. name. Everybody, listen up. We got Joe Citro coming on, and I even I know. Not, and even we're I know. Talk about this book he's got. 
Sorry. I talked over you for a second. You're but, good. Go ahead. Uh, there's this book. We're going to talk about this book. Uh, it's, it's an awesome book. It's the Vermont Monster Encyclopedia. It's good. Oh. It's like a kid's book, sort of. It's not really a kid's book, but it's it's on on the lines of a kid of a children's book. Yeah, it's, it's a good book. It's just like short, you know. It's got like a picture, and then it's got like the description, talks about this this monster a little bit, and then. But yeah, so we'll talk about that. Um, and we got Nick coming on next week. Dave Lighty, Joseph Citro, and then Nick Nicholas A. Who is a fellow rural carrier. That he is. I don't need to tell people about our day jobs. You already know. You already know. He's coming on to talk about some, like, abandoned places he's explored, man. I got a bunch of people. And, Nick? I actually got one more I wanted to ask you about. Oh, my God. I'll just ask you about it right here while I got you. Yeah, lay it Um, on me, brother. Yeah, I got a family member who runs this company that deals with a lot of, like, people who were affected by Agent Orange back during the Vietnam War. Yes, that's right. And she said she'd be willing to come on to talk about some of her her own experiences. And what's her name? Vietnam and, and Cambodia. Yes. And maybe even some conspiracy theories. This is exciting. Agent Orange. Nick, you got me all jazzed. This is so exciting. And guess who just walked into the studio unannounced? Darcy Morestars. Hello, Darcy. Oh! She's not on the microphone yet. now, all of a sudden. Yes, we got little Jimmy, Darcy Morestars. All the big ones are coming back. All the big names are returning. (gasps) Our prodigal children! Home at last. (laughs) I'm so proud. Um... Well, that's really cool, Nico. I can't wait to have all these people on and meet them all, and we hope that you all out there and um, all of our, our, our listeners, uh, if you know anybody, please get in touch with us. You can, there's so many different ways to get in touch with us, including Facebook, Instagram, all the usual places. And if you know anybody, or if you yourself want to come on our podcast and tell your stories, or just hang out with us, you know, whatever you yeah, want to do, you're welcome. We want guests, and we, we, we love you all, and we know you have good, interesting things to say. I love everybody. Oh, James. He, he's so full of love and positivity. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he wants me to, to shamelessly promote his YouTube channel. Yeah. Go for it, man. Give him a plug. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a YouTube channel coming on. And he's got more views than ours do. Like, oh, our I'm channel sure. does. Like, what the heck? Well, he's... People just love little Jimmy. People love little Jimmy. There's no denying it. Jimmy, though, I haven't told him that. Well, could you? What, what's the actual name of your YouTube channel? I don't. I don't think he knows. Wait, he doesn't even know his the name, but he has more views than channel. us. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he don't remember. God, this is. You just gotta look up little Jimmy. You'll find it. No, He's there. you're okay. Now I know you're lying, but. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm dead serious. Okay, yeah, but. You, you know, it's very discouraging when. Now you're making stuff up. Always Jimmy with the 911 references. That time it was close. It was 119. <laughs> you know. All right, all right. But yeah. Little Jimmy has. I have done 911. That's how it all started. 
Yeah, little Jimmy, do you remember last week when that poor person called and you got her in trouble? She was trying to get a ride and you're like, yeah, call 911. Oh, yeah, yeah. And nobody ever heard from her ever again. Yeah, I don't think she's okay. She's not okay. Probably got arrested. She's arrested. She's in jail right now because of you, Jim. (laughs) All right, well, let's get into today's uh, topic here. Wait, are you sure you don't want to do a movie review first? I I don't have one, man. Like... What is wrong with you? Ooh, you know, we could talk about The Last of Us now because I'm all caught up to where you are. Oh, yeah? You watched all of the episodes? No, I didn't watch the most recent one, but maybe we should hold off on that anyway until the, until the series, until the season's over. Are you still there? Right. Well, what, oh, there okay, we'll just talk about it really quick. What did you think? So you saw the part where they go to the, the college? Uh, right? No, I didn't see that. Okay. Whatever the most recent one is, I didn't see. The most recent thing I saw, I don't want to give any spoilers for others who might not have seen it either. So, I'm just saying. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep it vague. But you know what? I Have you seen the show Yellow Jackets? Have you ever heard of this show? No. Oh, man. That is a show that I got to check out. You should check out. That show sounds intense. Sounds really cool. Ooh, what is it about? It's like, like this high school girls soccer team. They go to say uh, no more. I'm in. <laughs> they go to like <laughs> hold on. You're coloring all over my car, dude. Little Jimmy. Also, dusty your car. <laughs> Clean your car. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was dust. Wait, is but he yeah, the one like who he... does? Does he do all the artwork what? on the back of your car? Yeah, he does. He's a talented lad. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, it's like these high school girls, they're going to like uh, nationals and their plane crashes in the woods somewhere and they go like all primal and and like they turn into like these, oh, it's nuts. I don't know. Crazy shit happens. I don't know, but woo, intense. I love that show. I watched all of it. I love it. Can yeah, I say yeah. something? Can I interrupt? Yeah. You guys are just having a real tender father-son moment over there, and I get that, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but can I say something? I want to do my own plug right now. I have been drinking the ever-loving shit out of some Bengal spice tea by Celestial Seasonings. Have you ever had this potion? I have not. Oh, my God. It is heavenly. It is like nectar milked from the gland of a, uh, some kind of, you know, like the biblically accurate angel <laughs> with all the eyes and shit and feathers. Yeah. And it's got, it's got teats. If that thing had teats, this is what would come out. <laughs> I'm What's sorry. The What's the tea that's like, this is um, it. No, no, no. It's, it, it's like milky. Hello, and Darcy. Not milky, but it's like thick. It's not like. Hey. What do you mean it's not? I don't know. Not milky? It's not made from like a plant. I don't know. It's like British tea that's thick and they put cream in it. And... Uh, tea only gets milky when you put milk in it. So that's really up to you. The amount of milk you want. I don't know, but that's the kind of tea that I like. Black tea? You like black tea? Like breakfast tea? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know anything about teas, really, you know? Oh, you got to get into teas, my man. When you have some monumental sober time, the way Bank Roberts has monumental sober time, you start drinking tea. Oh, mama. 
Yeah, I'm not. I I'm, guess I'm just not big on tea. I'm kidding. You, I know. I I know you have um way more sober time than I do, and I'm not trying to make it into a competition. But man, I discovered tea in my sobriety, and I have never looked back. Not once. And this Bengal spice, it is like seriously. I'm making some more. Do you want some? Would you? Would you? Yeah. There's a little delay in my headphones. I know. I'm sorry. I had. There, I was just telling Nico there's some audio issues we have to work out. Hi, Nicholas. Hi. Hi, little Jimmy. Hello. You guys, Hi. it's like we're all back, to, <laughs> back together. He's, uh, he's he's a little hangry right now. Ooh. I wish you were here. Yeah, we just got a pizza. We'll Ooh. send some virtual pizza your way. Darcy and I are kind of fighting right now because she asked if I could pay for the pizza and I said I didn't want to go outside and get my wallet. <laughs> so she had to pay for it. Big spender. And now here I am Give me that. eating all of it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not eating it yet. I'm going to wait. And hello, Darcy. I never welcomed you properly, but Darcy Morestars is here. Um, and so is little Jimmy and so is Nick. So we've had a nice little... Um, a little chat. Why don't we get into the meat of this thing? I don't know yet. We're about to, uh, Darcy just asked what it's about. Well, before we get into that. Oh, sorry. Remember that episode we did with Tyler with the asteroid Apophis? Remember that? I do. All right. So I was just reading this article. Um, oh, I forget where it was. It, where did I see it? I think it was, I wrote it down right here. Uh, it was in the, the journal Nature. Um, and so it was about how NASA, they sent this, this spaceship up, you know, the spacecraft up, uh, I don't know, like a year ago or something. Wait. And they call it DART. And it stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test. And they actually crashed this ship into an asteroid about the size of um, the Great Pyramid, you know, of Giza. Uh-huh. And it actually moved it. So, like, their test worked. So, they're, I don't know if this has to do with Apophis, if they're, like, getting scared. Maybe they're, work, you know, or trying to figure this shit out or what, but. Well, I was a little scared after that episode. And so, I did a little research. And it does seem, if we could just read, if we know about the asteroid long enough time in advance, which we seem to know then even a slight, a slight readjustment of its trajectory would knock it off course to hit us. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's right. just something I read. Maybe a missile. A missile? Right. Any, or even like a gravity generator, you know? Well, maybe Put they'll some, use DART. DART. Could use Dartanian. Uh, no, DART, the double asteroid redirection test. That seems like the right thing for the job. Double asteroid? No, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I guess that's what they called it. Double astro asteroid redirection test. Dart, yeah, they were trying. To, that's a cool little acronym. Um, it was about it was about the size of a golf cart, the spacecraft, and they just smashed it into it. it. That's all it needs, a little slight redirect. Ooh, but listen. And then, um, uh, so the European Space Agency, they're also sending up something they call Hera. Hera. Hera, yeah. And they're going to study exactly what DART did. <clears throat> so, like, they can tell that they moved it about 33, like, its orbit by 33 minutes, whatever that means. They're mm. going to they're gonna send up this Hera 
ship to like study exactly what happened. So that's so ironic. Because Hera was always keeping an eye on Zeus, right? She was like the ever-suffering uh, wife. Yeah, yeah. He would always go out and ha have dalliances with other ladies. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen. Yeah, so I looked up Hera to see, like, why they would name it that. I guess that's why. Alright. Alright. Um, yeah. Oh, well, you know, that actually helps reduce my fear. I'm so f scared of everything, really. Everything frightens me. <laughs> And that's just one less thing to be frightened about, so that's that's kind of fun. You know, me and Tyler were actually talking about this because he wants to come on and do, like, a part two. Uh-oh. Um, and so there's this secret government project that we kind of know a little bit about called Project Blue Beam. Blue Beam? Um, yeah. And so what Thank I you, was Darcy. thinking... A lot of people think they're going to use Project Blue Beam to, like, fake an alien invasion. As long as it's not Project Blue Balls, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Shachi. Wait, 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 wait. What did Jimmy just say? He said, that was my line. Oh, Jimmels. <laughs> Jimmo, you don't even know what that means. No, I, I went brum. Oh, brum. That's what he wanted to do. But yeah, so uh, a lot of people think they're going to use Project Bluebeam to fake, like, this alien invasion and, like, bring the world together under one world government, you know, New World Order stuff. But I was saying, what if they use Project Bluebeam to fake an Apophis crash? So, like, we see this huge asteroid coming. It's going to miss us. But they use the Project Bluebeam and these... It's like... So it's pretty much, like, these huge like holographic uh i don't know cameras or something and they're gonna like produce these huge holographic images to like make it look like the shit's really gonna happen or if they make it look like the asteroid's gonna hit us but it, even though it's gonna just fly by oh to what end like new world order kind of stuff now can I, can, i'm sorry i don't really get too lost in the weeds on this but how would you feel about a one-world government? How would we feel? I don't know, man. <clears throat> I'm, I think I'm in the middle. Like, all, like everything I hear about it is all, like, evil. Like, these guys are going to be evil. Like, um... What could they do that's more like... evil than the shit that's already happening right now? Right. And then, you know, on this uh, other half of me is, like, one-world government... You know, maybe there wouldn't be so many wars and blah, 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 you know? I don't know. I, think, I'm kind of, I always think that, like, if the United... Not the United States. If the human race was united, um, uh, it would make us... Okay, if we were united against an outside threat, you know, like against aliens or against an asteroid or something, maybe it would let us put aside all of our petty squabbles about shit like religion and turf wars <laughs> and oil and... Uh, right. you know, borders, boundaries, all that kind of stuff. If, if if we could just like be like, whoa, there's, we we got to put aside all those differences because there's something much bigger that we have to deal with right now as an entire planet. And maybe the one world government, maybe that's the, that's the way to get there. But didn't didn't Reagan say that to Gorbachev about like, oh well, if we were going to be attacked by ex extraterrestrials, we'd work together, you know. Did he say I'm that? I'm pretty sure he said that. I'm pretty sure he did. Well, that's it's like common sense, right? 
It's like, yeah, who cares uh, yeah. about each other now? We got to kill these other dudes. You know, no. because sadly, that is the human condition. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. The, the only way we can live in peace with each other is if we go to war with something else. How <laughs> sad is that? Pretty much. <laughs> We're just such like a warlike species. Like, God, I hope we perish. I hope we, I hope we go extinct. We just burn our, off, ourselves off this earth. And we get replaced by AI. And I think, I think that's what a lot of people... So, like, you got... I forget what they're called, but they're, they're sending signals out into space, you know, to try to get contact from aliens you know extraterrestrials and a lot of scientists are are like asking the question like you know if we're such a warlike species it, it you know it stands the reason that whoever is out there most likely is too i don't see i totally fundamentally disagree contact with that. them i do i mean if they're out there they've conquered the galaxies man like no no you're looking at it from a very human perspective what if <clears throat> what if they're out there because they achieved some kind of enlightenment where they're no, they're no longer interested in destruction and they ha and it's all about creation and ex exploration and there's you know they, they've they've gone e i got two words for you et always a good contribution from darcy over here <laughs> well, yeah Dar et was a peaceful guy he was nice and they were just botanists so that's good so i mean there's nothing to say that that it, I don't know. I there's don't, nothing to say that uh, an alien species that has the, has the ability to travel across the galaxy. Spielberg knows. Spielberg knows. Why wouldn't... Anyway, I'm just saying. There's Sorry. no reason. There's no reason they have to be warlike. That's you know, all. We, we should save that talk for... Uh, fine, 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 fine. We fine, haven't fine. done an episode on aliens yet. Fine, 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 fine. You're right. You're right. I know. We're getting a little, we're getting a little scattered here. And we could do alien I really... Fruit gun. Did you say fruit I, um, gun? I heard this really cool name the other day. Cat something cash. about Billy Bobby pulling out his shotgun if the aliens come down. What if cats had their own currency? <laughs> cat coin. Cat coin. Cat, cat cash. <laughs> I think you're on to something, Banks. Get up! It's not Banks! I think you're on to something with your Banks. It's your many Banks that you own, Bank. Darcy, I can get your name right. It's just Bank with one K. And no S. Stop calling me Banks. You I think know it should be Banks. I'm sorry. I think it sounds more regal. Banks Roberts. <laughs> Too many S's. Banks Robert. Thanks. I get it, Robert. I'll bring you inside. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not. My name is not oh, yeah. up for discussion. I just had I just had one other quick um, news piece of news here. News flash for the full canon news. News flash segment. The full the full canon. Ooh. So apparently, the other day, the Mexican president, um, I think his name is like Obrador or something. I've, Emmanuel Lopez Obrador. Yeah, I think I actually God, think that's, that's what it freaking is. racist. Is that right? And, I don't uh, think that's right. So he tweeted right. a picture. Now it's on the he record. He tweeted a picture of a forest elf. <clears throat> he did. He did. That's neat. What did it look like? Do you have a picture? Did he take the picture? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he took the picture or not. I don't think he did. I I heard that the picture was taken in, in two. Uh, 2021 but it's actually really scary looking it kind of looks like a witch 
Stuck in a tree. Wait a minute. Stuck in a tree. Back, back up. Why did he take a picture of a forest elf? Or why did he I don't know. tweet he a picture? Posted, he just tweeted it. I don't know why. He just did? And he didn't have any, like, <laughs> caption or explanation? No, he, he was like... Just random. Something about, like, this is magical or, like, or magic exists or everything is magical or something oh. like that. Ooh, I'd like to see that picture. Picture. Look it up. Really? Okay. Look I mean, it up, Darcy. Look it up. I guess that's my, my function here is to look up stuff. And find pictures. Bears. I'm gonna do that. Oh, don't forget to bring pizza. I'll say that fairies are just skeletons with with wings. Skeletons with wings. Fairies are skeletons with wings. That's yeah. horrifying. What about Tinkerbell though? Uh, Tinkerbell. Um. She put on a flesh costume of her latest victim. <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah, there you go. Like an egg or suit. Yeah. I like this. Mexican president. I like this. Look. Image of, of fairy. Of forest oh, no, fairy. Elf, elf, forest elf. Forest elf. Let's no, see. just type in like Mexican president oh. and they'll pop right up. We know how to I type. I see a picture. <gasps> She's screeching. I think that's it's oh. pretty scary looking, isn't it? I it's think got, that's yeah, an alien. Yeah, that's really creepy. It might be an alien though. You know what I think that is though? I think that's just a frog from underneath. Could be a well, lizard head. It's a big it's one though. There's definitely something in the tree. With oh, white hair it's and in white a tree. eyes. Oh my god. I do see that now. Okay, as protests grow, Mexico president tweets proof. And for of... those listening, we'll post this picture. I'll post this picture on yeah. our Facebook post and uh, I thought it was a frog. Instagram. Have you guys um noticed that um we've you I've been following you pretty heavily and sharing your yeah, posts? It's working. And we only have two major followers, and that's you and my sister. I'm like, yeah, I think we're like your biggest fans, and we deserve some sort of prize. Woo! No, you can't have a prize. You're a guest. Oh, guests yeah. don't get prizes. <laughs> well, um, I just want to we say are... the last episode with Miss Annette Spaulding was pretty fun, pretty incredible. I enjoyed that very much. It was fun. But let's not pat ourselves cool. in the back. Oh, too. sorry. What's today's episode about anyway, you guys? In, in Today's episode is about um, what some Western tales. I got some. I got some tales from the old West. I've been playing. I was playing some Red Dead Redemption, and I got, I got inspired, man. Like that game is just so good. I put her down. I put her down. Elise also made it. I tell you That's what, I, I picked up them shoes. I picked up them shoes of Arthur Morgan's and for the one last time. Until he started getting tuberculosis. At which point at which point I said, I gotta put down them shotguns. I think Obrador's gone a little crazy because the country is hey, hey, hey. protesting. We're Sorry. We're past that now. Sorry. Darcy. And he's focusing <laughs> trying to focus their attention on this on this picture. You're Meanwhile, ruining the podcast. Oh, I'll go now. No, stay, but Sorry. stay on topic. Remember, we used to get off topic all the time, and it was the worst. That was back before we. That was back before we got like thirty plays per episode. Okay, so you're talking Western myth with Western mythology. No, just like Western tales, not tales. I don't necessarily know if you could consider it but mythology. Spooky kind I of tales. I guess so. I guess so. I guess it could be. Spooky tales. I, I just I had three tales. I had one short one, 
one that's medium and then one that was actually like I probably could we could have just had a whole episode on it it was so much I don't know I, it was so much more than I thought it was gonna be that's okay I'd like to have a short little episode where we you know just give out some put out some decent content for us and our friends and our fans and um and then next week we come back with a come back hard with a new brand new guest and uh, who's coming I don't know Nick Nicholas I'm gonna, tell him, I'm gonna tell him that he needs to make sure he takes the, the day off another Nick a different Nick there's gonna be two a, Nicks a different Nick yeah different Nick actually this Nick is no longer Nick this is now Nico oh we're only referring to him as Nico I know we're yeah. kind of shattering the reality of it by talking about it but that's been his Oops. name all along. Listen Can you back. edit this? I didn't know that. Listen back to episode one. You'll hear him. Nico. Nico. All right. So <coughs> this first tale I got. Tale number one. Number one. It's real short. Can you speed really, read it? We'll just call it like the Aurora, Texas crash. Right? Okay. Yeah. Aurora, Aurora Texas. Texas. 1897. Yep. April 17th, 1897. A UFO, like an actual UFO, was said to have smashed into a windmill on a farm around 6 o'clock in the morning. What? And it smashed into this windmill. It crashed into the ground. Hmm. Fiery explosion. And the, the, the pilot of the UFO died. Like, so there was a, a dead body there, too. A dead uh, alien? Yeah, dead alien. What did he so they, like? these This farmer and residents of the town, they mm-hmm. go, they collect the, you know, they salvage what they can. This metal, they said it was made of some sort of metal they had never seen before. Uh, they find the body of this alien. They said it definitely wasn't human, from mm-hmm. what they could tell. Mm-hmm. They end up burying... This alien in the cemetery, the the town, you know, the local cemetery. They buried it. They, I guess so. Hey. And they took all the all the metal from the UFO, and they dumped it down this well, apparently. And then they closed the well off. And ever since then, people have been going to Aurora, Texas, trying to like, you know, find where they buried this alien and find oh. where this well is. They want, you know. When were the first planes invented? Like. 1900? Yeah, I don't know, man. The Wright Brothers. It was the Wright Probably Brothers, but... Around, right around there. Must have been right around then, right? Right around then. Oh, uh, okay. Isn't the guy who made, who made the Mona Lisa make one? Make one? Oh, yeah, oh, Leonardo, yeah, yeah. look at you! Jimmy! <laughs> smart. He, he did, did have, like, of, a flying yeah. contraption of some sort. Yep. I wonder what the... Yeah, that's... Okay. What was um, that? Oh, that was probably a car. A car? Yeah, did you just hear a whoosh? No, I heard like a like a real loud bang. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Probably Jimmy, he's like rustling through everything. My car. <laughs> yeah, that was the... <laughs> I just whacked him. Good. I'm about that to whack Darcy a... over here. <laughs> that was the first tale I had. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, that? it's known. So it's something people have talked about for forever. That's awful. The, town's, the town says it, 
it was most likely fake. So, like, residents of the town now say it was most likely fake. Bummer. Like, someone just, like, wrote it up, you know, to try to, like, draw in... Uh, but there's no description. Tourism. tourism. But there's no description of what, like, what this extra- extraterrestrial <laughs> might have looked like. And there's a good chance that it was a... Um, Agree. So before there were airplanes, there were these, you know, airships. And they were, like, these giant... Dirigible. A, a huge wave of these airship sightings. Blah, blah, blah. They're kind of like hot air balloons. Eh. What? Oh god! Remember, um, Zeppelins. That's. That's what you were trying to do that whole time. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. No, a Led Zeppelin is an oxymoron. I know. Uh, so are you? Never uh, <laughs> know. I gotta say no. God, but worst yeah. episode yeah, they, ever. So they were kind of like Zeppelins, these airships. They were kind of like Zeppelins, and there were like reports of them flying all around the country. Darcy, no take a picture of me. One. Take a picture like, of me, Darcy. We're posting on the city. We could probably do a whole episode on just airships. <laughs> well, you, you should. Whoa. What are ships? Look who's chiming in all of Where a are the ships? Ships. <laughs> so, Wait, you're my second, the second tale I got here. That was the whole tale? Yeah, I mean, it was short. That was Nico. It. But I wanted some closure, so it is pretty much just a hoax. That's that's what it's thought. Bummeroony. Um, so, the second tale I got is, you might have heard, you might have seen a little movie with Robert Redford. That you like to call. I forget who the other guy was, called... Butch and Sundance. Paul Newman. Well, we all know that those are real people, obviously, right? Yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yep. They're real people? Oh, yeah. For real? For reals. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, oh, seriously, yeah, I just thought they were like fake. No, they were definitely real uh, bank robbers, and they were like the last... Dude, that's like much, really close to my name. the last great... Train robbers, you know. Really? Yeah. Oh. So they existed, like when the so when you think of Red Dead Redemption and like in like Dutch and Dutch's gang. Yeah, like, when I they're pretty much think that that's like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid type of gang. Because they do mention like a lot how it's like oh well these days are pretty much over now we're not gonna be robbing trains too much anymore. You know, the Pinkertons are on our trail. Hold on, I'll be right back. You're leaving. You're okay. Uh, I just gotta go grab my little baby. I will do a musical interlude. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's do something about robbing trains. Well, I hear that train coming. That's already a song. Down the bend. Let's do something else about... Robin's home freaking trains. Well, I hear there's lots of trains to rob, <laughs> but I don't know where they are. What if we do a song uh, that's based on the perspective of the guy in the Johnny Cash song Ooh. that was on that train? Ooh. Ooh. He's like, Isn't well, he the I'm guy? here in the car and I'm drinking my coffee. And smoking a big cigar. And smoking a big Oh, my kid got stuck in his car seat. Oh no! Jesus, um, are you okay? You, you should go. No, go. I got. It. He's fine. Aw. Podcast over, bro. You gotta save your child. No, I got. It. He's fine. Wait. But yeah, so like, 
But like, yeah, Red Dead Redemption. It's like the end of. So you know, no, it's fine. The end of the West. You know, the wild, wild West is coming <coughs> to an end. So, so like. Uh, Man, I tell you, Nico, I was born in the wrong era. If I was born back then, I would have been a man's man. Not like you know, this. I think sometimes pathetic. I think it would be cool to have been born back in like the West or like to be in like a bank robber, or like a pirate. Sure. Never think of like infections and tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, that's the downside of it all. It would have been. <laughs> like, yeah. It would have been kind of, kind of badass to be a mail delivery person back then. Oh, yeah, the Pony Express. Yeah, yeah just riding I mean, around. They, yeah. Ooh, you should do an that episode on cool. the Pony Express. It would have been cool. You got your six shooter on your hip and your and your mail satchel. Guess you, what? You weren't delivering Amazon packages. Can you do an episode? I, was, I just read a story. I just read a story about about a, a mail pony. a rural carrier who would fly airplane. You know, he deliver his mail in a fucking airplane. And hey, hey, hey! Language. In the middle of the. Wait, just drop it out of the. Right, just drop it right out. The window? Well, no, I think, you know, he'd land. He'd land. He, he <laughs> crashed land. his plane. He crashed his plane in the middle of uh, the woods in um, in Maine. Oh. And, like, they just barely found the plane not too long ago. Wait, this is, like, contemporary? No, this happened, this was from, like, the early 1900s. But he, oh. Huh. Well. Yeah. Butch how cool and, would it be? Butch and well, Sundance. You were going to tell a story, I remember. Way back when. Wait a second. Just real quick on that whole topic. <clears throat> yes. What if... <gasps> what if we could deliver mail out of, like, a drone? You know how they're talking about Amazon drone deliveries? Yeah. What if the future of the post office... Well, why would we even need anything? But if, if like, each... Oh, never mind. I don't want, I don't want to abandon this You could this sit stuff. at home and operate a drone. That yeah, it would be like a video game. You would, like, fly around, like, deliver fun. people's mail like by, by drone... Like we just sit at the case and drink. Yeah. You sit no, in your we, house. Didn't, we didn't even have to sit, go to the go to the post you can office. Keep your pajamas on. That's it. We could just like drink Bengal spice tea all day. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah. You would it would be bad. You should get out and, and be amongst the people, the humans. I don't like to. Anywho. Okay, let's get back let's to, get back to, to, to Butch Cassidy and, yeah. and the wild bunch. No, I want to talk more about how I hate people. So, so Butch Cassidy's gang was called the Wild Bunch, you know? That's a lame name. <laughs> and Sorry, I'm being like, negative now. They, they were robbing trains and banks since, you know, 1889, I think, was, was Butch's first bank robbery. Um, and it was of the, the San Miguel Valley Bank in, in Telluride, Colorado. Huh. Telluride. Telluride. Woo! Telluride, bro. Telluride got his name from. Great if you're ever festival. wondering, how did, how did it? What did it mean? Like tell you to ride somewhere? Oh, come on, Darcy. Ride. Wait, he's saying it. I can't hear. What did you say, it's, Nico? It's to hell you ride. To hell. What? That's where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> to hell you ride. What? To hell you ride. To hell you ride. You don't oh, ride. Yeah, so. So Butch robbed his first bank in, in Telluride, Colorado. Uh, I'm going to change my name to Butch Roberts. <laughs> and the, well, I mean, I mean that's, that's not, yeah, that's not even his real name. We'll, we'll get into that. But by the turn of the century, so by like the 1900s, uh, you know, like U.S. Marshals, 
and the Pinkertons, which was like a detective agency. Yeah. They were they were kind of like this, a second arm of the federal government. But they were private? So they were private, but they were constantly being used by the Fed, you know, by the, the feds to, to track down these bank robbers. Yeah. And they were like on on Butch's at on on his tail. Um, Thank you for editing your language. <laughs> yeah, you, you like that? I shot myself. You almost did, but you did. Good job. So they, so Butch, Butch was like, we we're gonna do one more bank robbery. Okay. This this will set us up for life, and we'll be, we'll be set. We'll we'll leave the United States. Just like Dutch. We'll leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll leave the United States. We'll live happily ever after. You know, somewhere else. We'll never have to rob another bank again. Uh. Sounds too good to be true. Pretty much. So they robbed a bank in in Wenyukama, Nevada. So a bank in Nevada. Uh, and they go their separate ways. When a me comma, more like when a you comma. (laughs) Yeah. I actually said when. Oh yeah, I guess I did say when a me. But um, no, I, I. I did. So. uh, Great. Sundance. Who, who, That's actually who a really was, good uh, drop. Who was actually known, his known real name was Harry Longabuff. Him and Butch Cassidy, whose real name was Robert Leroy Parker, they kind of stick together. As Robert a, Leroy Parker turned into Butch Cassidy? Yeah. Hmm. So, and Sundance's oh, name, he was he was Harry Longabuff. Harry so Longabuff, okay. Yeah. And they stick together I got a Harry with Longabuff. Harry's wife. <laughs> Named Etta Place. What? These are all down. fake. No, these are like their real names. Wow. Etta Place was okay. Etta Place might have been a fake name because Harry Longabuff. Longaba, he also went as Harry Place. So Harry Place? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what the. I think that was what. His, <laughs> they were one, doing one that. Of his, <laughs> <laughs> one of his last names. They were doing that. That he used was Place. Yeah. But, uh, so, so Butch, Sundance, and Etta, Sundance's wife, Stop. they go to Ar- Argentina. No more drops. They go to Argentina where they, uh, you know, the cattle, the cattle um, like industry was booming. They're going to become like these ranchers, you know, use this money they robbed. They're going to live happily for the rest of their lives. That's blood money. Um, sure, yeah. Uh... But it turns out, Jerk. in 1905, Butch, Sundance, and Etta, they rob a bank in Argentina where Etta is shot oh. and most likely died soon after. Oh. Um, and so they're on the run again, right? What's Etta short for? I have no idea. Loretta. Oh, is it Loretta? I bet. That makes sense. Loretta. Smart. Look at the... Smart son of you. There is a reason why you have me here sometimes to be on your podcast. I was going to sit here all night trying to figure out what Edda is short for, but you <laughs> cut right to the no, chase. That, that makes sense. It does. Okay, sorry. Glad it could help. Okay. Edda dies. So, yeah. <clears throat> R.I.P. Edda. That was like 1905-ish. Um, so they're on the run again. And then ni- in 1908, these two Yankees, they called them Yankees. They don't really know who they were. They rob a mine's payroll in Bolivia. Um, 
Wow. And so these men matching Butch and Sundance yep. were identified in San San Vicente, Vicente Bolivia. Um, you, you following me here? We're with you, bro. All right. So they don't exactly know that this is Butch and Sundance, right? Um, oh. So they're identified, and they're they're kind of like cornered in this building. They're renting this small little apartment, and this this uh, military patrol kind of gets in a shootout with them. They corner them in this building. Uh, the, the sun goes down, night comes. They're still in the building. No one's gone in the building. And at some point over, some point during that night, they hear some yells. And then they hear two gunshots. And so the next morning, they enter the building and they find these two guys. There are two people, two men in there. One one had been shot up. You know, he had a couple bullet holes in his arms and like maybe his leg. Like he was he was dying, and he had a he had a a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Oh no! Right to the forehead. Or, no, I think it was the temple. And then the other guy had a bullet hole in his forehead um but it was it was one or the other these guys have been shot in the head so that's they how shot they themselves they shot themselves um, yeah and so it was it was pretty much surmised that butch had shot sundance because sundance was dying and then oh. butch shot himself oh but, you know they didn't want to get caught i guess that's kind was, of the way what i just i guess that's kind of the way that a life like that like that is destined to uh come to a yeah, Come to pretty much. But the thing was, no one had ever officially ID'd these two people. So, like, none of the Pinkerton agents went down to, like, ID them. None of the uh, officials in Bolivia ever ID'd them. They just kind of, like, looked at these wanted posters that they had and were like, oh, yeah, like, these guys kind of look similar. Right. Um, and so they ended up just burying these two men in this graveyard as unknowns. You know, they they just buried them, yeah. and then over time, no one no one ever. It kind of people lost where they were buried, um, and that was that. And then recently, you know, within the past, I don't know, couple of decades, it came out that Butch. I didn't really find much on Sundance, on Harry Longba, but Butch, uh, what was his name, Leroy Parker. I forget what his first name was. Holy. Um, I don't know. I'll just call him Butch. I won't even go by his first name. But uh, so it comes out that Butch actually lived and was living in Johnny, Nevada as a gold miner. And he had actually died in 19, let's see, 1947 of pneumonia. Did you say Nevada? Yeah, he was actually oh. lit. So he ends up living in Nevada as a miner. I have an interesting connection to a Nev- if After you're done, I have a connection about a Nevada miner. Uh-oh. Yeah. That sounds no. interesting. Maybe. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, so no one ever, you know, they never ID'd them. They just know that they were true gringos. And um comes out that Butch might have died in Nevada. This guy named, uh, what the hell is his name? Charlie Overfield. So he had a house in Nevada, and he says Butch, you know, lived with him. He died of pneumonia, and that this Charlie guy buried Butch pretty much in the backyard of this house. Um, 
Right. And that Budge's sister, right. Lula, would come and visit the grave of this mysterious person who, you know, a lot of people think is, is Butch. Sometimes you know, up until her dying day. When the cold wind blows in a long black mm-hmm. veil, she cries over my butt. Place her goal! Place her goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Placer I'm sure Placer played for played at uh, Butch's real funeral. I'm Placer Gold. Uh, so so the Bolivian thing was like a fake kind of deal. I mean, that's that's the rumor, that's the tale, you know. Gotcha. Uh, did so, you know about the Hell Dogs of Nevada? What was it? Hell Dogs. Nope. Hell Dogs. Hell Dog. <laughs> I ain't heard of no hell dogs. I guess the miners used to keep these dogs to um, protect their gold and and stuff. Ooh. But then after the miners were all dead and stuff, the the dogs were left, you know, unattended and then sort of became hell awful. Dog. But then, like, their apparitions are still seen to this day. Oh, that's cool. In Actually, Nevada. I got a story about that. That's very scary. You've heard about that? No, I actually have. There's a there's a tale of lost gold here in Vermont that's guarded by a hellhound. Oh, that's a very cool connection. I didn't know that. Where? Let's find it. Uh, a lot of people believe it's in Bristol. Bring dog treats just in case. In Bristol? There's, yeah, there's this place called Hell's Half Acre. I spent a lot of time up in Bristol. There's a murder ballad. A lot of people think it's. Right? We talked about this. I mentioned it. A lot of people think it's in Bristol. Some people think that it's at White Rocks. Everything Remember is connecting. We talked about White Rocks. Oh, White Rocks. Yes, where the, where you say there's the faithful have had uh, there's been disappearances, right? Right. Oh. And then apparently there's a mountain called Camel's Hump in Vermont. I don't. I've yeah, never been Camel's there. Hump. Everybody knows Camel's Hump. Some people say it's up there. Don't. So, and don't there's you like, freaking do there's it. Like, it's actually really Darn interesting. I... There's like three different stories, but they're all kind of very similar. You know what I mean? So it's it's almost like there's one treasure that, and then these three stories kind of branched off of them. Interesting. I bet there's more treasure than we even know. Wait, where did you say that thing happened? Go ahead, Camel's Hump. What the Hellhound story? She's just gonna do it. Wait, what? do it again. It's I just... think Hell's Half Acre is. Uh, it's not worth Bristol it. Is, is, Stop. Seems Stop. to be the most likely spot. What even was that? Symbol? What is that noise? Did you hear that? No. Like I heard a, that. Like a low bass sound. Did you guys hear that? <sighs> I heard something, yeah. Sounded did... like a symbol. It's, it, maybe it's the CIA telling us not to get into this shit, because they know. <laughs> All right, but we'll, we'll get back. We'll save the Vermont treasure for a different... Yeah, it was whatever that was. Okay. I heard it again. She's been doing that a lot, and... When you listen to the episode, you'll understand. It's not. It's just not even worth talking about. Why am I talking about? It? All right, so we'll get back into. No, it's, it's very funny. Thank you, Darcy. But really good job. So, like, um, we'll leave the Vermont treasure story for a different episode. Bye, Vermont. I think. But uh, I feel like so Vermont is very like, much like the Wild West in some ways. Right. I mean, I guess it used to be. You know. True. Didn't everywhere though. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, like uh, William Pinkerton, who was the son of Alan Pinkerton, who and Alan Pinkerton was the guy who founded 
the detective agency. He kept Butch's case open until like the mid twenties because he he believed that Butch and Sundance got away. Um, wonder if they're still alive today. Stop. <clears throat> He's one of and, those dogged Pinkerton no, they guys. They would not be alive today. It'd be like three hundred. I bet he drunk his coffee black and he was like, "God damn it, Cassidy, I'll get you." I'll get you one of these days. It's the last thing I ever But, um, and in 1991, an archaeological team traveled to Bolivia to excavate what they believed was uh, Butch Cassidy's grave. So they, you know, they thought they found his grave. And they wanted to get, like, DNA evidence because, you know, uh, Butch Cassidy, he's got siblings that were alive, you know, He's still got members of his family that are alive today. Ooh. So they could match DNA if they had some, you know. So they, they're digging in this grave, and Whoa. they find they find the body of a guy with a bullet hole in his head. <gasps> um, so everything's matching up so far, you know. Right. But they believe they found Sundance in, instead of Butch because the bullet what a disappointment. hole is in his, it's in his forehead, not his, not his temple. Oh. Who wants um, freaking Sundance? Freaking right? Sundance. And, uh, but it turned out to be a German farmer named, or a German miner named Gustav Zimmer. Wait, what was his name? I know, I'm just Bank Robert was talking. Gustav Zimmer? Gustav Zimmer. Oh, yeah, I know Gustav Zimmer. So, you know, this Gustav Zimmer guy could have been mistaken for, you know, this this just goes, puts even more evidence that. Butch and Sundance might not have ever even actually been there. They were just, mis- you know, a case of mistaken identity. And, you know, they thought this Gustav guy was was either Butch or Sundance. <gasps> well, do you know that in the German language, Gustav trans- translates to Sundance and Zimmer oh my God. translates no to way. Kid? Nobody ever put oh, this together. Yeah. Gustav. You figured it out. I, I figured it out. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Kid is Kinder. Damn it. You're Ooh. fucking with me. You're, was you're, I mean, you're screwing with me right now. You got me. You got me. I was funning you. That would have been a good story, though. I was funning you. You're too hmm. sharp. You're too sharp for me, you guys. I can't even. And then, um. So Sharper than a six gun in, in a 1996. Bucket. In 1996, the LA Times, they did it. There was an article um, about, like, Butch's death and everything and all this. And there was a, re- a retired uh, Utah State Trooper named Merrill Johnson who reported that his father-in-law, who was a guy named John Kitchen, uh, he introduced Merrill to an old friend of the family whose name, and Kitchen called this guy Bob Parker, <gasps> also known as Butch Cassidy. What? So he introduced him as Butch Cassidy, like... Yikes! And that was back in the '40s, so it would have been like right before uh, Butch Cassidy would have died of pneumonia. I'm about ready to die of pneumonia. So yeah, I, I mean, can't... I personally think that Butch Cassidy and Sundance got away. And I mean, and there's there's also stories out there of their gold that it doesn't sound like was ever recovered. If oh. Butch Cassidy was living in this tiny house in the middle of Utah or uh, Nevada. You know, wow. Maybe he could never get back to his buried treasure. Ah. Um, man, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder about you know, cause 
We've talked about treasure before. <clears throat> I wonder how much of it is real and how much of it is just we want it to be real, you know? Do not sleep. There's definitely the buried treasure out there. I want there to be, too. I bet there is. I think you're right. I think there's a lot. Did like Annette in, speak of finding any treasures under the ground or the water? She talked about, at the very end, she talked about Captain Kidd, Captain Kidd the oh, pilot, yeah. coming up this way, like, almost to us, like, oh. um, right on the border of, of Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Might Captain right Kidd came all the way up here? Apparently. That's the story. Wow. You know, there's no obviously no document uh-huh. pointing to that, but uh-uh, there's no reason why it can't be. I mean, all the water's connected. Yeah, oh. I mean, you can come right up. And Captain Kidd was <laughs> in the area, like. <clears throat> is he from the, Boston? If we were like, yeah, is he from so he Boston? Was, Please. So yeah, he was like, he would have been sailing off the coast of Boston, oh, and yeah. maybe there's there's stories of him <laughs> going up to Maine. Um. Kid? You know, he's even been associated with Oak Island. Like, he was the one who buried treasure in Oak Island. I don't know if you guys know about Oak Island or watch that TV show, but... Mm-mm. Nope. So there's, like, this island. It's called Oak Island. People have been digging. some At some point before 1790, somebody dug this huge shaft in the ground past 90 feet. Every 10 feet, there was these oak platforms... And then at the 90-foot mark, there was an oak platform with a stone on top of it that had a bunch of, like, they were, like, hieroglyphics. What do you think it was? Oh, man. This this is, like, a multi-part. This is, like, a series worth of episodes, Oak Island. This is nuts. Oh. Um, personally, a lot of people think it has to do with, like, Knights Templar and, like, uh... The Knights Templar dug this because they also, whoever dug it, also dug a booby trap. And so when they removed this stone, it pulled something and there were these flood shafts that went to the ocean. And it, the tunnel filled up with water. And ever since then, they've never been able to, like, get the water out of it. Ooh, we got to get Annette down there diving. I mean, people have, people have dug other shafts. There's tons of shafts. Like, even... Uh, Oh, shit, of course, I forget his name right now, but one of our presidents, before he was our president, you know, back when he was, like, 20 years old, he, he joined one of the treasure hunting crews and was digging up there. Um, wow. Like, this, yeah, this is a major story. It, there's so much, but personally, I think it's pirate treasure. I mean. That would be cool. And whoever dug it, they were, they, they were, they did some serious work. Like, it took a lot of man time for them to dig this out. That's... I mean, I watch the show every week. I love the show. I love Treasure. I love... The show's really good. Is it like a documentary type show, or is it like a fictional account? It's on the History Channel now. It's like a weekly... You know, every week is a new episode. Do they have the reenactments? I love reenactments. Yeah, sometimes on the show. I mean, still... the story itself is real. Like, yeah, people have been digging there for over two hundred years. Is there still TV that like is not on demand? <laughs> I no. mean, I get it on, I get it on uh, Amazon. But... No, I know, but like, I'm just wondering, can you like turn on TV now and just like be forced to sit there and watch something? No, you must I mean, always I demand. Have, I don't know. I don't have a regular TV. 
I don't either, but I just wonder, does it even exist I anymore? My, ever I'm since sure I want it. my MTV. It People must. have been demanding it. Is MTV still a thing? They want their MTV. They've been demanding it. No, MTV is just like Not the Kardashians. Even. Why would anybody need MTV now? You can watch whatever music I video you want to. My MTV. All right, but I got one more story here. And this one's kind of long. So we'll try to get through it real, real quick. We're going to shut up. Darcy and me are going to shut our little mouths. Yeah. All right. You watch. And so, I love you, Darcy. This, one, this one's really, really cool, actually. Say I love you. And so, I love you, like, Hank. For, ever since the, the mid-1800s, I love you. <gasps> people have been telling tales of, like, a Spanish galleon in the middle of the desert. California desert. Whoa. And so we're going to get into what this ship, you know, who this ship belonged to, how it could have got there. It's actually really interesting. Hi. Um, and so this takes place in Southern California, um, the Colorado desert area, um, kind of by... Uh, Joshua Tree National Park, area, you know that that area. Oh yeah, um, right We're... by the 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 Mexico border, sort of. You know, not too far away from the Mexico border. Um, so Grand Parsons was burnt. So, I'm gonna start it with this. In 1863, this guy named Colonel Albert S. Evans. He was like an explorer and a writer from Philadelphia who had moved to San Francisco in 1861. He was exploring the desert and he saw what he thought was a ship, you know. Oh. Or he, he was like, what is that? What is that? It's so like, weird. He thought it was Mirage and as he got closer, he realized it was a ship and that it was like half buried, you know, in the mud, oh, in the wow. muck. Of this drying, so it was in this marsh that was kind of drying up. That almost seems um, impossible, but maybe. Wow. And then, you know, pretty much ever since then, people have been talking about this ship being in the desert. Um, and so there's, they pretty much narrowed it down to three, you know, it could be one of these three ships. So the first one belongs to this Spanish explorer named. Juan D. Eturbe. Uh, okay. He sailed a ship known as as a caraval. It was it's kind of it's not like a galleon, you know. It's kind of smaller. It's kind of like the ship that uh, like the Santa Maria that um, oh. uh, you know Columbus would have sailed. The Nina, the Pinta, and the. And so he was he's sailing up the Sea of Cortez. It's now no, you know, we know it as the Gulf of California. Um, okay, that makes sense. And he some, somehow found his way into what, it's not a thing anymore, but it used to be called Lake Cahulia. Oh. And it was this massive lake, this huge lake. It's not there anymore. It's gone now. Um, uh, I think the closest thing to it, it's kind of like they built a city on top of what this lake used to be. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the Salton Sea. You ever heard of that? Well, what about Salt Lake City in Utah? There must have been 
No, like the, the sea. Salton Sea. It was like this man-made lake. They tried to build this huge resort city around it. Have we talked? I feel like we talked about that. No. No, I don't. Not yet. We probably talked about something like it. But yeah, so they tried to build this huge city around this fake lake. And it ended up like mostly drying up. It was this huge disaster. It was just like this huge ecological disaster. Um, but some of the lake is still there. The city has been like covered in sand pretty much. Nobody lives lives around it. Um, but so this some, but it used to be a real lake. And somehow this ship found its way up there and it was just filled to the brim with black pearls. What? Yeah, so this guy, this this Juan Diaturbe, he was carrying a ship full of black pearls that he had, he had acquired from this, this, uh, de la, I, I can't speak Spanish. Um, but there was this family in, in New Spain, so Mexico, and they had like, this monopoly on pearls. And so they were going to bring these pearls to, um, you know, they were, they were carrying these pearls from one destination to the other, and they became lost in this lake. And then, okay. so they're sailing around the lake, and they're like, shit, we're lost. They go back down to where they came into the lake, but it's already dried up. Um, and there's no exit. So they, wow. That quickly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this would have... We'll get into how how exactly this could have happened. Okay. But, um, Title. So yeah, so he's like, you know, he's sailing his ship. He kind of gets stuck. Um... And at some point, you know, the ship gets stuck in the sand. And people see it every now and then. Um, let's see here. So, in... Um, sorry, I'm just trying to read this really quick. I'm trying to... All right, so in 1774... What? One. I'm not having it. So this this Juan de Turbe guy, he's from 1615, right? And in, in 1774, this this guy named Juan Esterde de de Anza. Oh, God, their names Nico. are so intense. Their names are so intense. I I can't even. Anyway, there's this other Spanish explorer, right? This military leader. He's a politician. Uh, people know him as the founding father of Spanish California. And so this guy, Dianza, he was leading this expedition to further explore. They called it Alta California, which was like now American, you know, the California we know. They called it Alta California. Um, and they were trying to find, they wanted to promote Spanish colonization of the area because these Russian colonists were moving in from the north and they're like, shit, we got to take over this land before these Russians what? get to it. Russians? Yeah, so they're, these Russians, they're moving in from the north, you know, New Spain or Mexico. The Spanish leaders are like, we got to colonize the area. So this guy, Dianza, he's leading this expedition. You know, he wants to set up colonies are you following me? I oh, kind of just jumped around. I'm jumping around. I'm jumping around. We're in 1774 now. Okay. And so he's leading this huge expedition <sighs> up this area 
and at some point they stumble across um they either stumble across the old ship so they either stumble across Juan de Turbe's ship um or it was spotted by one or several of the members of the party because it said that this mule driver removed the pearls from the ship okay all right you get that I think so. And then in 1907, a farmer in the Imperial Valley of California, so this is still within the boundaries of this, this old lake. So this guy, he's on the, the outskirts of El Centro City, and he's digging a new hog pen. You know, he's, he's, uh, <clears throat> he wants to expand his farm. So he's digging this new hog pen out where this huge windstorm had come in and it, and it had uncovered several wooden posts. So this guy's like, sweet, I'm going to use those posts. I'm going to expand my farm. I'm going to have this new hog pen. And so as he's digging around, he uncovers this buried chest. Um, and it was, it was all, and the, the story goes that the chest wasn't full of silver coins or gold bars, but it was full of gems and pearls. Mm, so that's this, the kind this I guy, want to find. This guy, his name was, was uh, Niles Jacobson. Um, he supposedly, you know, he splits the money that he gets from this, these, this box of pearls between like, you know, himself, the fart. So he had a ranch hand who found the pearl, the box, he splits it between himself, this ranch fart. hand and his attorney. Um, and the fart. And, and I was, I was, well, I was doing research. I came across this book called the history of Imperial Valley, California. And it's this guy, this Niles Jacobson, he's in this book. Uh, this book is like 700 pages long. Um, but he's in this book and he's noted as being one of the lucky farmers who was actually able to prosper, you know, from the land. So maybe he prospered from the land because he found this box of pearls. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I need, yeah. So that's the first ship. Juan de Turbe's black pearl okay. of black pearls the second ship the second theory uh belongs to i don't i couldn't find the name of the guy but the ship was called the content and it had just raided and in 1587 and it had just raided this spanish galleon off the coast of baja california and it took like people think it's about four million dollars worth of gold well um and then the, wow. the, the content then sails north up to Sierra Cortez, was never seen again. Um, think and I much think... like Juan de Turbe, I think I... Um, if I wake up tomorrow with pink eye, then this will be, this will be, this will have proven prophetic. That's weird. Yeah. You'll know. I'll know. Everybody will know by tomorrow. <laughs> so, like, much like this Juan de Turbe, they believe um, the ship, the content, sailed up the same, you know, the same way. You sure it's got not pronounced the content? Uh, by accident. Um, and this Elizabethan historian Richard Akuliet explains that Cavendish... There was this explorer named Thomas Cavendish. Cavendish. He kind of. What are you guys doing? 
We're getting, we're getting excited about Cavendish. That's a town in Vermont. Yeah. It's real no. close to me. He's, uh, he's an explorer. He's an explorer. So Thomas Cavendish, he, he kind of owned these two ships. The he's Content, and he owned another ship named the Desire. And so this Thomas Cavendish guy, he was on this ship called the Desire, and they had just raided this, you know, the, the Spanish galleon. Ooh, ooh, I got one. You know, the Buddha would say, you can't be content if you are possessed of desire. Ooh. Okay, okay. Moving on. And so, um, so yeah, they had just raided this, this Spanish galleon called the, the Santa Ana, um, and they were, you know, going to sail back to, to uh, England. They're going to be heroes. You know, they got all this money from the Spanish ship, but the content and never returned home. And the thought was that the captain of the content wanted to beat Cavendish home. So he sailed north up, you know, the same way that Juan D'Aturbe went up the Sea of Cortez oh. um, and got stuck. And got stuck in the same lake that's not there anymore. It's Lake Cahulia. And um, that's pretty much the second ship that. Cahulia? More like Cahulia. And apparently, like, apparently during this time, there was a mythical waterway. They're all trying to sail through this mythical waterway, kind of like uh, the Northwest Passage. It's supposed to connect the Pacific to the Atlantic. They, they call it the Strait of 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 Anan. So huh. They're they're all thinking they're all thinking. The thought is that these ships they're all thinking this passage is the Strait, and they're gonna end up in the Atlantic Ocean. What's the um, man-made canal that they got down there now? The Panama Canal. Thank you. So they were sailing up, thinking. But then, like the water started to get shallow, and then they just got grounded in the desert, kind of. I mean, at the time, they're sailing up and they're able to go. They're just able to go. They're getting into this lake. They're sailing around, and when they're coming back, they realize, you know, they're sailing and they realize they're like, there's no outlet. Uh-oh. This, this obviously isn't the right way. They they turn around, they come back, but they can't get out because too late. You know, it's dried up or wh- however they got, however they got in there, they're not able to get in, get out anymore. That's wild. Um, really wild. That is uh, that is weird and wild stuff. So that, is, that was uh, 1587. Wait, I wonder. I picture like skeletons and stuff. Did they find a bunch of skeletons out there too, with those golden? We'll, we'll get there. Things. Oh, I'll good. get there right now. Sorry, actually, I'm jumping I'm gonna the get gun. there right now. Creepy. So that was 1587, uh, and on That's November 10th, 1602, this uh, Spanish explorer Sebastian. Vizacanto, um, who was named general in charge of a second mission to Alto California. And his job was to discover and map these new safe harbors so ships returning from the Philippines, you know, on their way to Acapulco could land safely and, like, you know, repair their ships or whatever. Because, yeah, at, at the time, the Spanish... They're they're in the Philippines. They're getting all these spices, all these silks, all, you know, all this rich stuff. They're bringing it from the Philippines to New Spain. You know what I mean? This this is all like historic. New Spain. Boring, boring being, historical. No, stuff. it's interesting. What's New Spain considered? 
Like New Mexico? Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It's not so boring guy, at all. His job is to set up these safe harbors for these ships returning home. Uh, and, at some, and at some point, he lands in San Francisco. This is where San Francisco gets its name. He names it San Francisco. Um, they get off, and this Jesuit priest named Father Ascension... Uh, he was able to speak with the natives in the area because they had been, they had, they had, so they hadn't technically been to this area, but they knew kind of like the dialect. They knew some of these, these Native American tribes in the area, so they could kind of um, communicate with them. So Father Ascension, he's talking to these these Native Americans, and these Native Americans tell him how they met what they believed were either Dutch or English explorers that lived far inland, about 70 or 80 miles, um, and that would have put... Darcy just made a very lewd gesture, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Nico. I, I don't want to tell the audience what just happened, but without any explanation, Darcy just made a very, very lewd gesture, and now she's covering her face with her hands. <laughs> All embarrassedly. No, she's- because I, w- I was trying to say... I was trying to make a connection. I was conceived in San Francisco, so... So you did the gesture, the universal gesture of the finger entering the ring of the other finger to illustrate the fact that... I just that wanted you to know, but I didn't want to interrupt. Well, and you, now I've really interrupted a lot. I'm sorry, Nick. Nico, go ahead. No, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I know this is all like super boring shit, but it's kind of like... No, it it's fascinating. Together, it I just, all comes together. I just um, like the idea that I was conceived in the same place that this happened. So Yeah, I mean, this is, right, you're learning the history of your homeland. I'm sorry. That's why I was doing sign language. We you weren't supposed to know about that. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Cheese bank. I was, she did it. She put it right up to my face, and she started doing it. I did not. <laughs> yeah. For the record, Even more. We don't need to know that. She didn't, obviously, if she wanted everyone to was, know, she would have just I, said it. It was yeah, private. I wanted to know why she was doing this sex <laughs> thing in front of me. I don't. I, I didn't get I'm it. Sorry. So. I'm actually fascinated. So San, see, San Francisco got its name at this point. Bank Roberts yeah, is so this guy, he's this, uh, this Sebastian Vizicano, he sets up San Francisco as the safe harbor for these ships traveling back from... Come uh, back to San Francisco. Yeah. It's a safe harbor. And so while they're, they're setting up this safe harbor, this Father Ascension, he's talking to these natives these Native Americans in the area and these Native Americans are telling him how there's these Dutch or English uh, settlers that kind of live not too far away. So, and and they're, they're, they're seven, 70 to 80 miles, which is a lot. But at the time, you know, maybe some of these Native Americans that made this trip. And, uh, and so that's, if you're thinking of where San Francisco is and then you go... 70 to 80 miles to the east. I'm there. That puts you square in the spot of Lake Kabuya. Like like where where this, they would have sailed this ship oh. that got stuck. Oh. Well, Lake Tahoe is there now. And that, was that connected to the ocean? Is Lake Tahoe? No, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Lake Tahoe. It, it no. would. Okay. I got a, I, yeah, oh, Darcy. Bring, I got a map. I got a Just map. I'll bring imagining it, up. it. You're going to make me find this. I don't. If, if you if you look on Google Earth, okay. If you look on Google Earth, 
Type in. Type in. Um, I can't believe it. Hold on, I'm I'm going. I'm zooming in. My geography. I, the name. I have such a. Type bad. in the Salton Sea. Salton Sea. Salton. Salton, like salt. Salty, Salton. Oh, like a Salton. Salt. Mm. Salt on. Salt. Mm. On. Salton Sea. Oh, I see it. Salton Sea. Oh, I see it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say it. Like and then that. you can zoom out. Oh, look zoom at that. Out and you can see San Diego. It looks like a wiener. And you can see the Sea of Cortez. Oh. Uh, Gulf of California. I see it. So it must have at one time been all underwater way before Noah's flood. And then this we, just little no. puddle was left. We'll get into that. The Salton okay. Sea is actually a man-made lake. They, oh, that was oh. the, that's the lake they made that turned into a... Uh, they tried to make a resort out of. Yeah, major wiener vibes off that thing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Sorry. You're and the so one. The, the, story, the story that these, these Native Americans like told Father Ascension was that uh, their ancestors, they had found this ship. You should have put that in there. Right? Um, Sorry. Hello. They had found this ship. Uh, He's mad. Stuck in the sand, and they had tried to like cook the the surviving food stuffs that were on the ship, so they wanted to eat the food. Okay. Apparently, there were still barrels of food left. I guess I don't I don't know. And they had actually ended up setting the ship on fire, Oops. and it kind of burnt to a husk. Oh no! That's a no no. Don't do that. Um, so, so that was kind of the story that the, the Jesuit priest was told. Wow. Yeah. So, I'm still kind of confused. Is how did it sail up there? Was it once a river? Well, I'll get there. Oh, you're getting get there. there. Okay, sorry. Um, looks like a missile. And and then right on the border, if you're still on your map there, yeah. right on the border. Uh, near the, the Mexicali crossing, there's yeah. a place called Pinto Canyon. I don't know if you can see that. You probably have to zoom, probably yeah. have to zoom like right in. Uh, in Pinto Canyon, there's a, there's like, it's this big flat rock, kind of like a, a, a ledge. You, you, you can't see it from, from there, but you can see Pinto Canyon. Canyon and there's a petroglyph, a petrograph of a three-masted ship with oars Wait. that resembles an English... Like the type of ship the English would have been using in the 16th century. Ooh. Is this connected to like the Nazca lines, that whole thing? I mean, it's a pic, it's a, a pictograph, a petroglyph. Sorry, it's a petroglyph. So it, it's like a carving on a rock. Yeah, but you can see it in this in this map. No, you would not. You're not going to see it oh, from. Oh, okay. Okay. No, it's 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 small. I, see what you mean. I mean, it's big. It's big, but you'd have to be in, yeah. right in front of it to see it. So it's carved um, onto the rock. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I got you. Well, that's really pretty cool. How old is that carving, I wonder? Yeah, so that's... That's that's interesting. A lot of people have been trying to like debate that. Some people say it's, it's several hundred years old. Mm. Others say that it's a hoax. Hey, they should t- They should test it. And then take a sample from. And so, 
And then we're going to move to 19... Well, yeah, that's the problem. You can't test rock, though. Hmm. Uh, there has to be, like, you know... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There has to be, uh... Something... Organic? Yeah. Yeah, organic. There has to be something organic. Maybe but, like a fingernail so or something. I'm just gonna... Now I'm gonna jump to 19... We're almost done with this. I got one more ship. Whoa. We're gonna jump to 1968. Ooh. Where there's this... That was the year after... Two years there's after... This, uh, amateur archaeologist named Morlin Childers... And this guy, he had be, he, he lived in the area, and he had become famous for finding this twenty thousand year old skeleton of a man uh, that's known today as the as the the Yuha man. Um, but, and he he found like all sorts of of relics. Yuha man. Yeah, not the Yuha. Yuha. Uh, I thought he said Yuha too. I'm I sorry. did too. I thought but, you said uh, U-Haul van even more. Like it's like, uh, no. is this an advertisement for U-Haul? Uh, but uh, so on top of that, this this guy, zip this Moreland Childers, zip it. he um he also found uh, a ship's mast and the collar of a ship's mast sticking out of the mud in a dried up lake called Laguna Salada, and you can also see that on your map. It's it's in Mexico. Um, it's it's not in the United States. It's in Mexico, and it's actually seventy miles closer to the Gulf of California than than Lake Cahulia would have been. Okay. Um, and so the Imperial Valley Press they covered Childers' search, um, and this this Childers guy he had two others kind of working with him, and they were probing the ground, and they found like what they thought was the ship like a uh, they found something bigger underneath underneath this mass and they believe it to be the rest of the ship um and they they removed the mast and the collar you know from the dirt but the mast and the collar are lost now nobody knows where they are ah. um and that's really the only physical like tangible evidence of this lost ship that has ever been recovered. Yeah. It's lost. Hopefully somewhere in, like, El Centro, you know, somewhere close by, we might be able to solve this. And then... Are they still actively looking for it? No. And that, yeah, that's another thing. So no one's ever... It was, it's so hard to find any evidence of this, this Childers guy. Like, oh. I don't know why they didn't go back and try and find this ship, you know. Right. But, uh, I can only think that it's because it's in Mexico, and for some reason, they're not allowing people to do it. I don't know. Hmm. But, um, there's not but, enough, uh, um, there's too much ground to cover. Yeah, yeah I enough. mean, Laguna Salada is, is pretty big, too. Right. And, and that is also a dried up lake. Um, Aye. and so the third ship. Isn't the world just one dried up lake? It has about? a... Yeah, I guess so. Not really. No, it's more like a dried up ocean. Don't! <laughs> Isn't an ocean just a lake without salt? I mean... A lake never with salt? Mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. An ocean's a lake with salt. <laughs> Rain is just um, ocean without being in the ground. 
What? Yeah. Rain? Yeah. Well, what about sweat? Sweat is just tears without emotion. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that was a slow burn, man. That was a slow burn. We got there, though. We got there. That was a good one. I like that one. All right. (laughs) Oh, man, I feel so good now. I came up with something finally. Everything I say has been a dud, as usual. <laughs> all right, all right. So this third ship, it's quick. We'll get we'll get to this one fast. Stop. It, it actually it actually has it, today. I'll, I'll just get into it. it. You'll, it's, it's actually quite surprising, and I did not plan this. Um, so this third ship, it has a definite Viking appearance <gasps> to it. So it's totally different than so a Spanish caraval. In a in English, uh, fuck, what they call it? In English, um, uh, they call them a crack. So a caravel and a crack, they're types of ships. They have very, they look very similar to each other. But there's a Viking, crack. you know, a Viking longship looks totally different. How can I say it? Um. So on March 9th, 1933. <gasps> Today is March 9th. I did not plan this. Oh my. Are you sure? And it's 23. It is a scant 90 years. Oh, Oh, yeah. Almost 100 years ago, this lady named Myrtle Botts. Oh, come on with the names. (laughs) Sorry. You got to tell them the names, man. People get upset if you don't. I know, but they'll see my name. Okay. what, What did Myrtle say? All right. So she was an amateur botanist. And her and her husband, Lewis, they love to go out in the springtime to see all these wild flowers that bloom, you know, in the desert. Uh, and so they're camping um, in the, the Anza Borrego Desert. I didn't, I didn't, I don't really know exactly where that is, but so they're, they're camping. It said, she said somewhere near, near, oh, God, these names are, I, I am so bad with names. Agua Caliente Springs. Agua Caliente? Wait. Agua as in water? A-G-U-A. Yeah, probably. Agua. Okay. A-G-U-A. Agua. Ag- Agua Caliente Springs. Caliente. In the mountains. Hot Jesus. Yes. I'm not trying to get in your case here, Nico, but that's some basic-ass Spanish right there. <laughs> I don't know any Spanish. It's okay. No. I studied Spaniel, so I, I, it's okay. I'm I just... have no clue. Um, it's totally fine, Nick. Yo. The only Spanish I know is, okay. is hola. Donde está el baño? That was a great and, accent, though. Good job. But and um, do tell about the hot springs. All right, all right. Uh, so yeah, so she's just. She says she's just in the mountains, mm. just west of the Salton Sea. Uh, Murder and her Myr- Myrtle and her husband. They were there, you know, looking at these wildflowers. Um, and so they're about to leave. Uh, for the afternoon when this old prospector stumbles into their camp. (laughs) And so they get to talking to this guy and this prospector, he goes on to tell them a story about this old wooden ship that he saw lost in the cliff side. I'll I'll be the old prospector. Hey, Myrtle, you sit there and pour yourself a nice cup of chicken. What do you call it? Uh, Ah. Chicory? <laughs> you forgot your own tea. Chicory. What? 
No, not no, damn it, never. Now I lost the voice too. Never mind, I'm done. <laughs> this is why they so won't yeah, hire this me. Old prospector, he's he comes up to her, comes the up to stuff? them, and he's telling them about this old wooden ship that's locked in the cliffside, so it's like stuck in uh at the top of a canyon. So you know, like they're in. He was in the bottom of a canyon. There's this ship like near the top. And he Whoa. says it had a dragon carved into the head, like Vikings. into the head. Notorious. Notorious Viking symbolism. Oh, yeah. Um, can, so we, being can we just? The afternoon, what? Uh, can we get any more Viking than that? No, you can't. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, so yeah. it was the afternoon, so they're like, okay, we'll wait till the next day and we'll go. And we'll go and find this ship. So they they go to the they, they go out the next day. They go to where this old prospector told them to, and they see the ship. They see it for themselves. It's there. Uh, it, it had a it had a, a dragon carved at the top of like a long curved prow. So, so cool. And a wooden hole. Oh. Um, and this lady was a uh, Myrtle. She was a librarian. And I guess she knew some things about ships because Darcy's she said it was it was lap straight construction, which is what Viking ships were made. You know, they constructed them that way. Right. And they even saw circular markings on the outside where they believed uh, shields. Shields. Ooh. Yeah. But they couldn't reach the ship because it was at the top of this canyon. Shit. So they're like, okay, we'll mark it. We'll go get some. You know, the proper gear. We'll come back. Right. Yeah. Yep. I bet it's not okay. there when they come back. But that afternoon, at 5 o'clock, uh, the Long Beach earthquake struck the region, and it just destroyed everything. It Whoa. destroyed the camp. It totally uh, destroyed all these canyons, made new canyons. Yeah. It, just, it, was, it was bad. Oh, my God. Um, Almost canyon. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And we'll be right back. <laughs> just kidding. And, um... <laughs> So they, uh, yeah, they go back. Um, they're climbing over all these boulders, and they're just—they're not able to find the ship again. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, Darcy? She's auditioning for our 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 drop person since Steve is MIA, and who knows what happened to the other guy? But Dar- I mean. Darcy's trying to audition, do a live audition for to be our sound drop person. I had a drum sound effect that was like when you guys made jokes, I was gonna do, but yeah, well, that's what you were trying to do. It didn't work. It was like a drum. It was like a military drum instead. Sorry. Yeah, isn't it supposed to be like a broom? Yeah. She had that one lined up a couple times in but, it. So wait, was there any remnants left of the ship after this earthquake, or what happened? Yeah, no, they couldn't find it again. Damn. It was just like totally gone. That's messed up. And whatever happened to the prospector? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Where's your old prospecting? He's alive today and he hosts on almost He's probably cannon. somewhere looking for Placer Gold. Hey, Placer, where are you? You up there, Placer? It's sad. It's sad and it makes me sad. I know. He's like always searching for Placer. Oh, and do you remember? Um, Here's, here's a, little, uh, a little throwback for you. What about Climb and Clem? Remember Clive and Clem? 
He would have been able to make that that climb without. Oh my any... God! Climbing Clem would have been able. He to make... could have. Oh darn it! Climbing Clem. I fully believe that if Climbing Clem uh, wasn't in Tibet at the time, he would have been able to climb that cliffside. Aww. And he would have discovered the truth of it all. All right. Um, the Vikings in the region, you know, that, that's weird, right? Yeah. Even you said they didn't get past Minnesota. Right. Um, all right. No one knows, Well, really. in 1939, there was this book titled The Last of the, the Ceres um, by this guy named Dane Coolidge. Oh, Dane. And he makes mention of an Indian Danish. legend. Denmark. Um, Vikings. He made mention of this Indian legend of these come from afar men. So these 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 Native American tribe. They would they called these these mysterious individuals with red. The men had blonde hair and beards, and the women had red hair, and they and called beards. them the come from afar men. And these, these, yeah, these mysterious individuals, they had sailed into the area and their ship had sunk, their ship had sunk somewhere and eventually they made their way down to this island named Tiburon Island. And you can see it on the map. It's in the uh, Gulf of California. It's fairly big. Do you know Tiburon Um, means shark? Does it really? Tiburon. Does it really? Tiburon. Island of the shark. Did you just make that up? No, it's true. I know it is a little Spanish message. My extensive I was wondering why it was called that. Tiburon. So, yeah. So, um... Say who's smart now. Everybody. So, there was this this Native American tribe called the Siri. They lived on the island. And apparently these, these... you know, come from a far man, kind of like uh, married into the tribe. Oh, the Vikings. Yeah, and so that that's that story. So that's we got a Spanish ship full of black pearls, Recap. or a a English ship full of uh, uh, pirated treasure, oh. or a Viking ship, and these are like the three major ships. So you, you kept asking, place. you kept asking, how would a ship make it, you know, from the Gulf of California to, yeah, to the area, right? Yeah, yeah we were wondering that. We were. <coughs> All right. So there was this map in 1570. There wasn't a whole lot of maps of the area. I love this mic. Uh, but there was a map. It was called the 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 Dorado map. It was, it was a Portuguese uh, cartographer uh, named Fernando Vazdurado. Um, and it depicted these two waterways at the head of the Sea of Cortez, also known as the Gulf of California. Um, and we know that one of these waterways was the Colorado River. The other was like was a mystery. And a lot of people thought it was this mysterious Strait of Anand. Um, so they would always take this straight and, um, and then it, it was supposed stuck. to be, it was supposed to be like a cutoff between, oh you know, 
the Atlantic <gasps> Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Right. But it like it landed them in the desert and then they couldn't turn around. Yeah. Right. Wild. And so according to this guy, this doc, his name's Dr. Tim Krantz. He's a professor of environmental studies at the University of Redlands. Yeah. Uh, in California. I buy that. Tim Krantz, that sounds like a good normal name after all these other ones you've been throwing I out. I know. I know. I can actually pronounce that one. Thank you. And so he says when, when Lake Kahuria... Should you stop, though? You were like, geez, I don't know if I can pronounce this one. Steve Smith. Karatze. Carl. Bob. This Tim Krantz professor, he says when this Lake Kahulia, which, which would have still been around... Uh, they say that it would have disappeared sometime after the 1600s, so it's still a lake at the time, uh, but it was constantly emptying and refilling, emptying and refilling, and it took up about uh, 2,200 square miles of Southern California uh, in northern Mexico, in like the Cochicella and Imperial Valleys, um, and so this Dr. Tim Krantz, he says... When the the banks of the lake overfilled, it would have easily created, you know, a waterway between the lake and the Gulf. And he says uh, a thunder, you know, a thunderstorm with enough rain would have easily created this, um, you know, this waterway. Oh, so I mean, that's pretty much it. There was also something called a... Uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, I forget what it was called. I forget what exactly it was called, but it's... A, oh, here we go. It's a rare phenomenon called a, a tidal bore, and it's when a wave from the ocean is strong enough to reverse a river. So it, it like it's a wave that goes into a, a river, and it's strong enough to totally reverse the direction of the river. And a lot of people believe that these these, these tidal bores they would have went up the uh, the Colorado River because that empties into you know the Sierra Cortez. It would have reversed the direction of the Colorado River, and these ships would have like went up the river instead, you know, yeah, and then found their way into the lake. Wow. Okay. That's wild. That is wild. I don't want to, I don't, I, I was uh, confused. Yeah, no, yeah, that's crazy, man. Wow. That's pretty much all I got. I mean, there's a lot of history. Um, well, I'll I got, I got like so many sources. I got to start, we got to start uh, posting our sources. You know, know we, we've been saying that we'll do that and we haven't yet, but um, I know we got but, plenty dude, of time. I've got like 15 open tabs on my phone like oh dude yeah no I know that's not that's not easy to navigate now also we could say that um we do have an intern position opening up here at Lonely Highway Studio you will be given credit at the end of every episode and you will not be paid but but there's a big but you get the uh prestige that comes along with uh, working in, in a high-tech, um, really cool studio. And you would do stuff like look things up, help us cite our sources, 
and get us coffee, make noises. You would play drops like Darcy was trying to do. Um, well, you're not hired, and you're. Well, you're 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 a, a you're a co-host. You're a presenter. Darcy, don't speak off the microphone, please. Anyway, I want to apologize to our audience for. Hey, the- hey, what the heck? I thought that was my job. Oh no, Steve. I I thought that was my job. I I was posting the sources. Oh God, Stephen, how did Nick? I've been trying my hardest. Nick is. Oh God, Steve seems to have taken over the microphone. Stephen, Stephen, come home. <laughs> no, you're trying to replace me. We did. I. I we, you and I, we had our issues, but I, I miss you, and I wish you would come home. I just want my job back. You will talk about your job. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to change your ways, Stephen. I just want my job back. We'll talk about that now. Come on home. Come on home, Stephen. All right, Stephen. Yeah. Get out of we there, got Steve. Free- Intern positions open. Yes, we do. People. All right, Nico. Um, what do you say we wrap this bad, bad barnacle up, huh? All right. So, their ship lost in the, the desert of California. I believe it. That sounds almost canon. <laughs> <laughs>